Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Welcome to Bumpy Las Vegas for Ghost Kissings with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you. We're going to be joined in segment number two by Ethan Bach. He does great work over at the Portal Report. On top of that, he does a great job following all things West Virginia sports over at West Virginia Sports Now. We're going to be chatting with him about just the current state of the West Virginia roster and I know that we're saying that they have a lack of depth, and that certainly is true. They're currently with eight guys currently on the roster, and we're going to be chatting with Ethan as to what they might be doing to try to fill out the roster, whether that be taking a look at other transfers, maybe going the junior college route, what have you. So we're going to be diving in there. We're going to be taking a look at who are some of the guys that are still available that might be of note. We're also going to be taking a look at some of the guys that decide that they are going to be either staying in or joining the Big 12, the fits of Devin Cambridge along with Joe Toussaint over at Texas Tech, the way that they've been able to ascend. I know that he is quite bullish on Texas, so we're going to look at Texas. The fact that they got Ithiel Horton into the fold about 48 or so hours ago from Central Florida, so we're going to be diving in there, and then we're going to take a look at a few teams that we feel are a little bit under the radar with some of the moves that they have done and teams that could be able to surprise during this college basketball season. So we're going to be hitting that in segment number two. We really did not get any news and notes in college basketball on Friday, so there's going to be a lot more conference previews that are going to be coming up, and there's going to be a lot more general just prognostication for these teams moving forward because we are starting to get it to the end of the transfer portal season. And coming up on the podcast tomorrow, by the way, I'm going to be doing my Horizon Lake conference preview. I actually did the interview for it today. It takes a little bit longer for these conference previews just because you have to dive through, do my projector or finish, make sure that all the T's and all the I's are dotted, and it is a little bit of a longer podcast. So you are going to be getting that on the feed tomorrow. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really, like I said, did not get in any Twitter questions today. Wish we got some news in, but we did not. So we're just going to be going right into our interview with Ethan. I've got to take one break on this podcast. So we're going to take it right now, and then we're going to jump into it next. Right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone. 
for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. And we're back here in Mobile, Las Vegas for Jessica Seats with myself, Greg Ames Peterson. Now part of the Visa Family Podcast, it is always great to be joined by this fan as Ethan Bach does a tremendous job taking a look at college basketball over at the Portal Report. On top of that, 
He does a great job being locked in on everything that is happening with West Virginia at WV Sports Now on Twitter, West Virginia Sports Now. He does a great job taking a look at all things in that great state. Does a great job taking a look at all the movement that we've been seeing in the offseason and so much more. And you're able to find Ethan on Twitter at his name, Ethan Bach underscore after that. And Ethan, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Ethan. And Ethan, I know you've joined me a few times on this podcast because West Virginia has really been the epicenter of college basketball here in recent weeks. And what do you make out of the roster that they have right now? Because they've been able to keep a lot of their key pieces, like Kirk Carissa, like Jesse Edwards. But I do take a look at the roster right now, and I think the biggest issue with it is depth because they have lost a lot of guys like a Joe Toussaint, like James Okunkwo to the transfer portal. And now, if I was looking at it correctly, I think that they're down to eight guys that are currently on the roster. Yeah, West Virginia has a Friday night. They're down to eight guys. Since Bob Hogan's resignation last month, seems like definitely was hindered from this team. And yeah, like you said, they got a good core of Kirk Kreisha, Raekwon Battle, Jesse Edwards still left. Still have Omar Silvario transfer from Manhattan. And you have returning players, Kobe Johnson, Seth Wilson, Josiah Harris, Pat Sumanik. So they still have a good core of eight guys, but... They're going to have to bolster their bench in the month of July through the transfer portal. Absolutely. And as we know, this is a transfer portal that is now very thin. Do you think that this might be an ordeal where West Virginia might need to go a little bit more of the junior college route? They might be needing to take a look at more of some of these D2 standouts that might be looking to come up to the D1 level because I know that when a lot of teams, they do have a few open roster spots this time of year, they do need to get creative, even having guys reclassify. It's something that we've been seeing more in recent years as well. How do you think that they're going to be able to do so? Because we have seen a lot of the guys that we were perhaps looking for as targets, like a Paul Mukahi, like even an Ithiel Horton, come off the board in recent days. Yeah, I would think in past years, West Virginia would go out and get Juco players if this was the same situation. But I think the last two off seasons, they're all transfer portal now. They're hosting Jeremiah Bembry, Florida State transfer. Uh, starting Friday night. And they also contacted Malcolm Dandridge from Memphis. So they're starting to make strategic transfer portal moves and they're recruiting. And I think they're just also trying to wait for just another few guys to enter just some normal late summer entries like a Javon Quinterly, for example. They also contacted him. So it's just pretty much being strategic and seeing if they can fill the final five spots now. Yep, it is going to be a little bit of a challenge for West Virginia, no doubt, but they do secure a lot of those bigger guys that they were looking for for the upcoming season, as you mentioned, Raekwon Battle, as well as Ethan Bach, who does great work over at the Portal Report, and West Virginia Sports now is joining me right here on Coast to Coast Soups. And in terms of the guys that they did leave the program, like a Joe Toussaint, like a James Okunkwo, I think that it is interesting where they landed in. Out of all the guys that left the program, obviously, I think that Trey Mitchell is the most impactful, but I think perhaps the best fit might be Joe Toussaint over at Texas Tech because he's going to be staying within the conference. And I look at what Texas Tech has done in recent weeks, being able to pick up Devin Cambridge, being able to pick up Toussaint. And I feel like these are just Grant McCaslin guys because with Grant McCaslin, I was at North Texas. They played out the slowest style in all of college basketball, very much were built on defense. And we got a pair of guys in Cambridge and Toussaint that are not necessarily dominant scores or anything like that, but they're willing to do whatever it takes for their team to be successful, play some defense, dole out the ball. And I think that these are textbook perfect fits for what McCaslin is looking to do at Texas Tech. Yeah, I think Toussaint Texas Tech was a great pickup, obviously. Putting him with Pop Isaacs in the backcourt, 
it'll be interesting to see how they do just handling the ball together. If Toussaint's controlling the ball most of the time or in, in pops playing off the ball or vice versa. Grant McCaslin's doing a great job in his first off season in Lubbock. I also like the move of James Okongo to North Carolina. It's a really under the radar transfer because James has two or three years left, depending on if he gets his medical red shirt from his freshman year. One year behind Baycott and maybe transition into a starting role next season. James Okongo, he can get up, he can defend. He can lay it in. So that's an underrated pickup this week in the transfer portal. It's a Congo to North Carolina. Yep, I think that that is as well. And I do think that North Carolina is going to be a very fascinating team as well because we all remember they had the big run to the national title game two seasons ago. Last year it just completely flamed out on them. And they've had to pretty much remake their team around Armando Baycoat and the transfer portal because I mean, Baycott coming back is really nice. So Oconquo is not going to need to be that dominant guy that's putting up a double-double or anything like that. But I do think bringing in Harrison Ingram is a very nice addition. As you can tell that he had a lot of talent while he was at Stanford, but it just wasn't necessarily a style that was suited to him. They bring in some like a Cormac Ryan from Notre Dame. And I think that this is going to be one of the more fascinating teams just in all of college basketball because I do think that there's quite a bit of talent there. I'm just curious to see how it meshes and how these guys are utilized because we've noticed under Hubert, Hubert Davis, he hasn't necessarily went deep into his bench in his two seasons at North Carolina. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Tar Heels do in the ACC this year. Last year was a disappointment, to say the least, coming in preseason number one and missing out in the entire tournament. Bringing back Baycott. Having an R.J. Davis or a Cormac Ryan in the backcourt, like you said, the depth. Adding a Congo and Jalen Withers from Louisville, like it is different that North Carolina is actually adding depth to their transfer portal additions rather than going all out with like a Brady Manic uh, in recent years. So it's going to be interesting how Hebert Davis does. They're going to have to have a good year, or else it could get ugly in Chapel Hill. Yep, I do agree with you, and certainly you buy some equity when you win a national title. But as we know, expectations much higher in Chapel Hill than they're going to be in darn near any other place in all of college basketball. As Ethan Bach, who does great work over at the Portal Report, along with West Virginia Sports Now, is joining me on Coast Coast Hoops. We did also see another interesting addition in the last few days, and I'm starting to feel a little bit more bullish about this team. It's Washington picking up Paul Mukehi, six foot six, do-it-all sort of player that was able to do up for assists, not necessarily a prolific scorer, but a guy that was able to shoot it well from three-point range. I'm not sure what your outlook is for Washington, but I take a look at him coming in along Severe Wheeler. If they're able to figure out who's going to be doling out the ball, who's going to be playing where, I think that that can work out, especially with someone like a Keon Brooks, who he does pretty much everything well except for shoot threes. And I think for Washington, them playing out there in the Pac-12, they've got room to be able to ascend in a conference that it's got what it is, not necessarily full of a bunch of juggernauts. With McKay going to Washington, I was kind of surprised by the move because I would say it's a lateral move at best going from Rutgers to Washington, especially with how Rutgers has done as a program the last three years. That's a great pickup for the Huskies. Like you said, like it always seems like they go out and get a Kentucky player, like a severe wheeler this year. I really like the pickup of Nate Calments from Lamar, 17-point score. So I like what the Huskies bring in. It's Pac-12, it's the Pac-12, so I really don't know how they're going to perform next season, but it's, it's going to be interesting. And how do you view that entire Pac-12 because I do think that just by virtue of the worst team in the conference and Cal getting significantly better. Mark Madsen has come in and he's done a tremendous job in the transfer portal. That's going to be able to help them out a little bit, but you still have the dregs like in Oregon State who they're going to be rough once again this year. Oregon, I just feel like has really fallen off a cliff because we talk so much in this day and age about the transfer portal. 
they were really one of the pioneers of the transfer portal and just everyone has caught up to them. But I take a look at this Pac-12 and I really don't think that there's a lot of great teams out there other than perhaps USC. And that should allow for a team like a Washington to perhaps be able to climb into that top four, top five. Yeah, Washington has an opportunity to jump into that top five. I really like Cal's move. I think Cal's had one of the most underrated classes in the country. I mean, you bring in Jalen Tyson. He made it look pretty simple in the Big 12. That's the best conference in the country. He played really well last season. And then bringing in Alfardoz Amac, who's played under Madsen before. Even like um, Mike Meadows from Portland. He was a productive player there as well. So I really like Cal's additions going in first year under Mark Madsen. That's another team that can jump into that top five. Same with Washington. Yep, I do agree with you. I think that Cal has had one of the best transfer portals just throughout the entirety of the offseason. I think that there's a lot of room for them to be able to ascend as well. And just in terms of teams that maybe are a little bit under the radar and they've been able to do a really good job in the transfer portal, were a few others that come to mind. I know that I've been mentioning a lot of SEC schools on this podcast. I like what Auburn has been able to do for the entirety of the offseason, even though they haven't made like a bunch of moves or anything like that. Being able to hold on to G&I Broom, I thought was very big with regards to their NBA draft decisions, picking up someone like Denver Jones from Florida International. That's exactly what the doctor ordered for them. So even though it wasn't a lot of moves, they were moves of impact, and I felt like they were good moves. Are there a few teams that are coming to mind that you think, man, maybe we should be talking about them a little bit more because they've done a nice job this offseason? Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I mean, they had a good week this week bringing Ethel Horton from UCF, pairing out with Max Amos from Oral Roberts, Caden Shedrick from Virginia. I think they have a good class. Um, like I said, they're one of the winners of this past week. Not that there's much movement going on, but – I think Horton can be like that Serge Jabari Rice role, six-man coming off the bench. And I think that was the last piece that they needed going into this year. Texas will be a top three team in the Big 12 again. Yeah, but I think that Texas is such an interesting team as well because I felt like you needed the right pieces to go around Max Aismas. Max Aismas is going to be commanding the ball quite a bit. We all saw what he was able to do at Oral Roberts a few seasons ago. And I think that that's just such a good complimentary score, a good shooter to say least, and a nice little defensive player as well. And I think that with Rodney Terry, he's really proving that he is a very rock-solid coach because I think that that's what has a lot of people having a lot of pause with Texas Tech or with Texas right now. And I think that the question marks around Rodney Terry, maybe they've gone a little bit too far because I do think that he's doing a very solid job with his program. Yeah, this is Rodney Terry's first full offseason as a head coach with Texas. And I mean, it's almost like Chris Beard is still here just recruiting-wise. He's done a good job just keeping up with bringing in five stars in high school, four stars in high school. And I would argue that he has a top three or four transfer portal class in the Big 12. So it's been an easy transition, I would say, with Ronnie Terry getting that full title of a head coach at Texas. So I expect the Longhorns to have another successful season. If they don't, I'll be really surprised. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think that Texas is going to be experiencing no fall off in general as we know if Ethan Baku does great work over at the Porter Report joining me on Coast to Coast Soups. And I know you were mentioning it with Ethio Horton. He was one of the last of the big names that were on the board along with obviously Paul Mukahi and these guys from West Virginia. We shall see where Jose Perez goes if he decides that he's going to go away as well because he's in the transfer portal, but he could always come back to West Virginia if he really wanted to as well. But 
are there a few guys that are out there that they do catch your attention? And it doesn't necessarily need to be some splashy D1 guy because I think that we were just talking about it a few minutes ago. Some of these impactful moves that happen late in the offseason with guys like junior college transfers, guys going from the D2 level to the D1 level, they can sometimes be the difference between a team maybe not making that run and a team being able to make that run, a team that is just one piece away that needs something to get them over the top. They can come at this time of year. Just look at what Keontae Johnson did over at Kansas State last season. But is there a few guys that are currently available that you think could be impact guys? Yeah, that's exactly – that's a great point about Keontae Johnson. That's why West Virginia needs to take their time in the transfer portal and just make strategic moves because you never know who's going to enter, especially with all guys graduating this summer if they're taking classes and they become grad transfers. But outside of like a Javon Quinterly from Alabama, I mean, that, that's been the biggest – entry in the last couple weeks for sure up there with Jose Perez and Joe Toussaint and Trey Mitchell but like even a guy like Jeremiah Williams from Iowa State didn't play last year last played at Temple but I like his numbers nine points three and a half rebounds four assists six four guard he's got experience in the American Conference and then he's at least been on a Big 12 program so I think Jeremiah Williams is going to take a team at least to the next level in a way, especially if they need depth. Even like a Samba Diallo from Manhattan, if we're going to talk low-level college basketball guys, he averages over a steal a game in 24 minutes, and he just does the dirty work for Manhattan. That's what he did last year. He stayed through all the Steve Massiello drama at the beginning of the year, and he stayed through with them. He had a good year. There's going to be guys that continue to enter in pockets. I think you and I know that. <laughs> like, It's just going to keep going until the end of the summer and into the fall. So it's not over for all these teams. There's teams going to be trying to fill out their final spots still. Yep, there certainly are going to be teams that are going to be looking to fill out their final spots. And then when it comes to just any of these mid-majors that are catching your eye in terms of what they've been able to do this offseason, are there any that come to mind for you? Because I'm going to be doing my Horizon League Conference preview in the next few days. I do think someone like a Tanner Holden, going back to Wright State, that is going to be very much a move of impact. I take a look at them, and I'm very impressed by them. And then I take a look at a conference like the CAA. I recognize that. There hasn't been a ton of movement with regards to that conference, but there have been a few teams out there that have been able to do a solid job. The one team I really think is going under the radar that I wish would get more attention was St. Bonaventure, as they've been able to do a nice job of adding after they lost 99.9% of their roster from the 2022 season in terms of just overall scoring. Them being able to pick up some nice pieces to go along with what they had last season. That's a team that is very much on my radar. Are there any that come to mind for you that might be at a lower level that you think, man, you know what, we should be talking about them a little bit more and they can rise up in their conference? Yeah, definitely. I'll stay in the Horizon League and I'll go Youngstown State. I think Jared Calhoun, I think Jared Calhoun brought in a good class after finishing first in the Horizon League last year. I really like the DJ Burns pickup from Murray State. Also, Ziggy Reed from Merrimack. I know he's brought in a couple more guys. I think Calhoun's ready to get his guys going for go get another regular season title, and hopefully they can make that next jump and head to the tournament next year. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. With Youngstown State, they do lose four other top five scorers, but I do think that they're a team that is going to be able to ascend as well. And I know that you, Ethan, are doing an amazing job just with everything in terms of college basketball, all the craziness of the transfer portal, obviously all that we've seen with West Virginia as well. So all the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you can follow me at Ethan Bach 
underscore on Twitter where you can find my coverage of West Virginia trying to fill in their last five spots and hopefully retain the rest of their eight spots with the new coach, Josh Eilert. So you could also find my transfer portal coverage as well at the Portal Report as the summer coverage wraps up. I think we're finally hitting that slow wave to end the year so it's a little relieving yep it certainly is a sport that is now 12 months out of the year with the transfer portal with all the movement that we see and ethan he does a great job of keeping his head on a swivel and being able to take a look at it all so big thanks to ethan for joining me on coast coast soups now part of the beeson family of podcasts and if you do like hearing from this fine podcast coast coast soups you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other way, that is fine an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Like I said in the first segment, we're really starting to run dry on transfer moves, what have you, so... We're going to be having a little bit less of that just due to necessity, but now we've got rosters a little bit more set, so more and more conference previews are coming. Horizon League is up tomorrow. Hopefully I can get Conference USA and the Ivy League done within the next 10 days as well. I'm going to be reaching out on those, so be on the lookout. And once we get all these conferences previewed, it's college basketball season where I give you picks and analysis on every single game every single day. So appreciate tuning in today, and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.